What's up, guys? Welcome back to this new episode of my podcast, Ice Cubes and Peppers. I'm Melody, your host. And today we're going to talk about the inner critic and more specifically how to talk back to the inner critic. What does that mean? We're going to explain and we're going to jump right into it. So we're learning to refute and reject the old negative patterns thinking patterns that you established probably as a child. First of all, I forgot. This book is called Self-Esteem, a Proven Program of Cognitive Techniques for Assessing, Improving and Maintaining Your Self-Esteem by Matthew McKay, PhD. Um, These techniques helped me a lot. And when I read this book, it was the start to my self-love journey and truly um sustainable methods because this whole thing of like oh yeah just you know sit in front of a mirror and tell yourself that you're beautiful doesn't work right because it feels like we're lying to ourselves because we simply don't think that that's true it's like saying the earth is flat anyways so Today we're going to talk about, that That was so random, I don't know, that topic. I have some notes on here because I can't do this from the top of my head. We're going to use an example throughout this entire episode. And the example is me as a person and what I went through. So nothing too crazy, honestly. I feel like a lot of people go through that. My father would always make comments about productivity, just make comments about, oh, you're on like on your phone again. Okay. And all that stuff. And he would also value people based on their productivity. I would see that from a young age on, which can you guess what it led me to do? Yeah. Value my self-worth. Um, based value how worthy I am based upon my productivity each day each hour each freaking minute honestly and it led me also to feeling unworthy if I'm not productive which is insane because our lives should not only consist of productivity right that is not the point to life if you ask me and probably every other person on this planet we want to have some fun as well So this is also applicable, obviously, to every little thought you have throughout your binge eating recovery journey and binge eating journey in general. Thinking, oh, I'm so disgusting because I overate, because I binged all these thoughts or, oh, I ate that one chocolate bar, I literally failed, I am a failure, immediately identifying yourself with your actions instead of saying, I'm a good person who did something bad, maybe, which overeating is not bad. It is a part of the recovery. Um, I have to take a sip of my tea. which is warm. I always drink my tea warm. I never let it boil, really. It's probably not good. But anyways, so I will present to you these two methods for talking back to the little inner devil or whatever you want to call it. 
done correctly, the devil will be intimidated and be quiet for some minutes. So first of all, we're going to talk about this kind of short-term SOS emergency strategy. And then we're going to talk about the long-term solution that will, you know, that is very, very sustainable. Okay. So the first short-term strategy is asking yourself, what does listening to the inner critic cost me? So with my situation, only feeling valuable, valuable when I'm productive, what more does that cost me in a more practical way? I feel empty when I wasn't productive and when I feel like I'm getting sick, physically sick, getting the flu. I'm like, heck no, because then I can't be productive. So I, when I'm sick, I feel empty the entire time. I hate being sick because of that reason. I get um, anxiety around that. I also can't relax in general. I can't enjoy good times with friends when I wasn't productive because I feel like I just don't really deserve it. Or because ugh, I should be doing this and this and whatever. And I could have a seven day week um, behind me where I just worked all day. I wasn't productive one day. I'm like, oh, I failed this entire week. So after you did that and really brought up practical situations in your head where you truly suffered because of your thinking patterns, thinking strategies and your core beliefs, um, your little devil will defi definitely be... Why did I slur? <laughs> I was like, I'm not drunk, guys. I swear it's tea. Um, will be quiet, but probably only for a few minutes. So after uh, you did that and the devil is quiet, that's when the long-term solution hits. <laughs> um, when you're supposed to apply that strategy. Um, which is replacing the little devil with an angel voice. But honestly, not really an angel voice because it's more of a realistic voice because you are awesome and you are valuable no matter if you were productive, if you overate or not. Okay, I will present to you the strategy called Affirmation of Worth. I will now read you this page from the book that I mentioned earlier because this really, really comes back down to mindfulness, grounding yourself, meditation, everything I always say in this freaking podcast. I feel validated. <laughs> I really do by, you know, this page specifically. So the truth is that your value is your consciousness, your ability to perceive and to experience. The value of a human life is that it exists. You're a com complex miracle of creation. You're a person who is trying to live and that makes you as worthwhile as every other person who is doing the very same thing. Achievement has nothing to do with it. Whatever you do, whatever you contribute should not come from the need to prove your value but from the natural flow of your aliveness. What you do should 
What you do should come from the drive to fully live. What you do sh Oh, I am so sorry. What you do should come from the drive to fully live rather than the fight to justify yourself. Whether you're a researcher, blah, blah, blah. You have, you have looked out at the world and tried to make sense of it. You have coped with the unique set of problems you were born into and you have endured pain. Over the years, you've tried many strategies to help you feel better in the face of pain. Yeah. The following affirmations are examples of things you might say to yourself to keep the critic at bay. I am worthwhile because I breathe and feel aware and am aware. Or that's one I wrote down myself. Mm, I am worthy simply because I am breathing. I am valuable because I was born. I am valuable because I am conscious that I am conscious. Something very, very basic like that. These strategies really are reminding me of the movie Fight Club. I actually have a picture. I'll put it in if you're watching this of this Fight Club picture, it says, it's only after we, okay, that's something different, but that's also a good quote, it's only after we lost everything that we're free to do anything, which you can think, that's something different, but you can think about it and maybe you, you like it or you don't. Then the next one is, you're not your job, you're not how much money you have in the bank. And that is just one part of the whole story. People identify themselves with so many crazy things. I am my car. I am my job. I am my money. I am my weight. I am what I ate today. Argue all these things when you were getting born? No, there's nothing tied to you yet when you're getting born. And this state, when you're getting born, that is your essence. That is who you truly are, what you are. And you will always be that. Your essence. That is what you are. That is the very famous rock I always refer to. The rock in the, in the sea. No matter how high the tides are. You are your essence. You are the rock. You are standing still. No matter what your job is. If you lost your job. If you gain weight. If you overate. The essence. The rock is you. Okay. That is why meditation is so great because you realize that everything just simply is and you're observing how it is and you're not seeing it as anything. So you're eventually not seeing your job as anything. You're, you're observing everything as a concept. And truly it is hard to explain. That is why I want you to meditate. To really fully understand the concept of it because you may understand it on a logical level on a rational level but emotionally you've never felt this feeling that you know people feel when they practice meditation and when they learn to observe things um it is a long process 
but it is also a long-term solution, long-term process, long-term solution. So as I said, these strategies obviously also work with binge eating, with everything you think about that. Ground yourself, and truly this helped me through my entire journey. Just looking at my computer uh, because I'm concerned that the microphone doesn't work. Why is self-love so important in regards to eating disorder recovery, binge eating recovery, and also because in the back of our heads we're always focused on weight loss and that is such an interesting topic to us, right? That's probably... That's, if you're watching or listening to this, you're probably very focused on weight loss, which is understandable because society, you know, tells us that that is so valuable to be skinny. The thing is, you have to let go of it in order to eventually get it. That also applies to people. Sometimes you put someone on a, on a pedestal and you want them so bad but that's what drives them away from you, right? That is another topic though. That's just one thing that came to my mind. In a lot of ways, this applies to life. Sorry if you can hear my washing machine. It is loud as hell and I don't know why. So at this point, there are no more notes. I just wanna go through, you know, what I've felt throughout my recovery and because these are like the very practical things. Um, the thing is, if you don't find yourself valuable before you lose weight, and I can say this from the bottom of my heart and my own experience because I went through it, you will see all the flaws again and still even if you lost weight. That's the crazy thing. Uh, people would tell me this and I would be like, you must be lying. You must be from some other planet because that is just not true. I feel like I will be the happiest person on earth if I, if I get skinny. Now, I lost weight and I don't look into the, in the mirror every day and I'm like, I love myself. I feel so worthy. I am so lovable. Sometimes I don't feel like that, you know? And that is also because recovery is a long process and I am still recovering. Even now, I mean, I don't binge anymore. I don't have all of these issues that I had last year. But when it comes to looking in the mirror and, you know, not seeing insecurities, that's just something that is not realistic. I feel like it obviously depends on the day that's one thing but also I started my self-love journey before I lost weight so when I was overweight I started it got so much better so much more confident even when I was still overweight and I felt confident when I lost weight I do feel confident now I still do have insecurities though and still do fight my own demons and the core belief that I'm unworthy because of this and this and this reason. And obviously there's, it's like a dimension, right? That it's not super, um, like it's nothing set in stone, right? And you can't really 
measure it. It's definitely better than it was before, but it's still there. These thoughts that come up into my head, like, oh, um, if I, you know, I just have to do this and this so I can be lovable. It's just like always starts with if I do this and this or if I achieve this and this. These thoughts don't go away magically when you get skinnier because guess what? Your brain stays the same. Your brain doesn't lose unnecessary weight like all the bad core beliefs. They're still there. Your brain is your brain. Like seen from a really rational point of view, your brain (laughs) is just not changing because your weight is, right? So you have to change your brain. Meanwhile, it also helps because... Um, self-hate will keep you in this negative cycle of um, feeling bad about yourself, comparing yourself, that might trigger a binge, an urge, and that keeps you in the damn vicious cycle, and we don't want that, right? Not because we want to lose weight so desperately, but because this is making us feel bad. I remember that time, honestly. I mean, I'm super happy now. And back then, I thought I was happy, whatever. But now that I'm truly happy, I know I wasn't. And that really is not because I lost all of the weight. It's truly because I changed my my thinking pattern. And yeah. So this concept of meditation is really important. This concept of simply observing everything every little sound that you hear sorry every little thing you say not analyzing observing right why is that so important in these little situations because the way you do the one thing is the way you do everything else eventually you'll you'll look at society and its concepts and see that everything as i said is a concept It's nothing set in stone. It's nothing that's objectively true. Good and bad is also just two concepts. Jobs, concepts, hierarchy, a concept. It's nothing that is natural. And is there even objectivity? I don't know. I mean, we're not a philosophy podcast. But just something to think about. And you will eventually be like, okay, the concept of me overeating equaling equals bad equaling. Is that word? I don't know. You will just observe it and let it go. That's what I want to say. Sorry for rambling. I don't know if I should, should have had notes for the last couple of minutes. But I feel like it is just much better if I just ramble around sometimes might just be me um how do you guys like if you're watching this do you like watching it like this or do you like not care (laughs) because setting up this whole thing is it's not super hard because the camera is literally sitting on a blanket (laughs) it's my setup i like this uh, objective approach because this whole thing is so subjective and emotional you know 
sometimes grounding yourself really is the answer but i'm repeating myself at this point so a little life update i am going to the library after this i'm recording this on saturday and i'm going to study math don't tell me that's boring uh, it might be but i enjoy it i like woke up and i like yeah let's go to the library studying math why not <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me, to be very honest. Anyways, thank you guys for watching and or listening. And or listening. Like, you're only watching and muting the podcast. That would be a little bit, uh, you know, missing the point of a podcast. But anyways, have a good day. Thanks for listening, watching. Even if it was on mute. And we're going to see each other next week on Sunday for another episode of Ice Cubes and Peppers. I'm Melody, your host. Have a great day or night.